Hey guys, this is Josh and Tanner back with another episode of the Greg Rich Ministries podcast. And something that we're excited about is that actually next week we're going to be heading down to Brazil. Yeah, so next week, myself, Josh, and my father will be heading down to Brazil. We're going to be down with the people at Rama Brazil um, down at their annual ministers conference. So um, we're really excited about that. But this week, one of the things that we want to talk about is where do you find your fulfillment? Yeah, and you know, we were having a, the conversation earlier. You know, there's so many ways now that you can find fulfillment. Yeah. You know, you can find it at your job. You can find it in your relationship with somebody. You can find it in the amount of friends that you have, maybe how many likes and comments you're yep. getting on Instagram. Yep. There's so many different ways that, you know, we have the opportunity to find fulfillment. But what we're really wanting to do is how can we become satisfied and eternally fulfilled in Christ? Yeah. And there's so many things in Josh and I's life that we, we've talked about in the past that are just funny now. Looking back, like I remember being in high school and having to post a picture on Instagram with specific people in mind that I wanted them to like it or I wanted them to comment. And immediately when they did, man, I was stoked. My life was made. And then like we talked about the next morning you wake up and you got to post something else Yeah. because where you got to find that fulfillment again and you keep seeking it. Yeah. I mean, cause you're getting something out of that attention. Yeah. So whenever you're posting like that and you get that attention, you know, you, once that attention is not there anymore, you got to find it again. So yeah. what do you got to do? You got to go and start doing attention seeking behavior. And that's what we want to avoid. Yeah. There's so many things like that. A attention seeking behavior, not just in Instagram, things but it happens a lot like even in a relationship with somebody yeah. you'll start saying specific things to get a response or you'll only be doing as good as how they talk to you that day and that 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 behavior that we're talking about is just such a slippery slope so like personally i know that i've said things to people you know being in a relationship with someone i've said something to them you know looking for yeah. that specific reaction yeah. like you were talking about and really what it is it's i'm just fishing for that attention fishing i'm fishing for, for that fulfillment yeah. because i'm not i'm i have a need and so i'm gonna try to fulfill that need in any way i can and that comes out in a lot of different ways Yeah, it does and it happens in almost every single area of life. It happens in athletics, especially. I know with myself, I grew up playing sports. Like I played baseball and basketball my entire life. And I was constantly, constantly seeking like to be the best player, to have the most points, to have the most hits that game, constantly seeking to get affirmation from other people telling me, oh, good job, telling me, I was only doing as good as how I was playing. And that's just such a slippery slope because later on in your life, when, when you keep playing and things don't go the way that they should, you're not fulfilled. And that's just not a way to live. We're not supposed to, we weren't created to live on a wavelength of emotions and fulfillment. Yeah, and you know, being around each other for the last several years, you know, we've really had the opportunity to see each other walk through the process of realizing that, you know, there's nothing else that we can find our fulfillment in. And there's many things that have presented themselves and opportunities to find that fulfillment, but we had to come into this conclusion that it was never gonna be enough, no matter what it was or who it was, it would never be enough to complete us and we had to find that fulfillment in Christ. Yeah, and scripture actually tells us that it's through him that we live, through him that we function, and through him that we have our source of identity. So our source and fulfillment of identity has to come in Christ. And you know, myself, I played, like I said, I played basketball my entire life. In high school, I actually got to a place where I wasn't the best 
player anymore. You know, I was I was on JV. I wasn't playing enough on varsity as I thought I should. And just my life wasn't okay because I wasn't living up to the standard or my dream wasn't being fulfilled. And so because basketball wasn't giving me that fulfillment, I wasn't okay. And I got depressed. I got down on myself. And I just, I didn't know who I was because that wasn't going well. And, you know, I've had friends. I had a friend that played college soccer and they actually cut his program. And same thing. He found his fulfillment through sports, his identity through sports and when that was taken away from him he wasn't fulfilled he didn't know who he was yeah and you know I've experienced something like that personally myself you know I growing up I was always in a band and it was my dream to be in a band and to you know travel all around the world and perform and you know my band we went down to Florida and we recorded and we started talking to record labels and you know something that I realized is you know when we had downtime and we weren't playing a show or yeah. we weren't putting out new music and people weren't telling us how good we are yeah. I was I, it made me question am I good yeah. is my life does it have yeah. purpose or does it have meaning um, whenever people aren't telling me mm -hmm. that and so what I had to realize whenever God he actually asked me to you know put that down and to you know pursue going to Bible college and I had to come to a realization that even having that dream fulfilled would have never been enough to satisfy me. Yeah, that happens in, in other things as well, not just your hobby or your dream. It can be giftings and talents that God has given you. Like, you know, if you're talented and anointed to be a musician, like let's say you sing at your church and you sing a song and maybe it doesn't go well. You don't sing that song well. You mess up a lyric. Are you still okay? Yeah. You know, and when that happens, you know, maybe you're used to people coming up and telling you how yeah. great it was. Yeah. And whenever you didn't do too well, you, you pretty much for the most part, you know it. Yeah. And so when those people aren't coming up and they're not telling you, Hey, you know, that's great. Then, you know, that even puts you into further questioning, yeah. you know, but you have to be at a place where you can distinguish that, hey, I may not have performed to my very best, but I'm still good at what I do, or I'm still good at who yeah. I am. So if you mess up as a singer, you're not a bad singer. You had a bad performance. Exactly, and yep. it's that same way with everything in Christ. When you mess up, it's you're not a bad person. You've made a bad decision. Yep. yep. And Josh and I, we talk about this all the time, you know, especially like in developing, being a speaker or public speaking at places just because it maybe doesn't go well or it didn't flow well, that doesn't mean I'm a bad speaker. Yeah. There's been places all around the world where we've been and maybe Josh or myself will look at each other and be like, yeah, that probably wasn't it. But it's in that place where we have to realize what I did in that moment is not who I am. That's not what I get my fulfillment from. I get my fulfillment and my identity and everything that I am from Christ. And it's in that place where I'm fulfilled in him that he gives me the ability to then go on and do great things. And you know, if you look at Jesus's life, he was okay no matter what he was doing. He was okay. Whether he had persecution coming in his life or ministry was going great and miracles were happening all the time, he was okay. He was secure and fulfilled in who he was. When he was on his way to the cross, he was the same. When he was performing miracles, he was the same. He was always fulfilled and secure in who he was. Yeah. And it wasn't just for Jesus to be secure. You know, it's available to all of us. And even Paul in Philippians 4.12, he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it was with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little for, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And really what that's saying, he said, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what 
circumstance that I'm currently facing, I know that I'm going to make it through and I'm going to be okay because Christ lives on the inside of me and that's who my identity is. Yeah, Christ is our source of fulfillment. You know, Ray Allen just got inducted to the Basketball Hall of Fame and Ray Allen was actually known for his mentality. When Ray Allen played basketball, he was one of the greatest shooters of all time. And when Ray Allen missed shots or when Ray Allen made shots, he was always the same. And so what, what he did was he put himself in a place where he knew who he was. He was, he was secure in that he was a good shooter. And so if he missed, he didn't get down on himself. If he did well, he didn't get too high. He always stayed secure and fulfilled in who he was. And that's a, that's a practical example of how you can live that out in life. You, when you're on your job or when you're in a relationship with somebody and maybe things don't go well, you don't get down on yourself and put yourself in a place where you're, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm in this bad place. And even the other way too, when things are going great, you're not just on top of the world to come crashing down. You can be secure in who you are and fulfilled in each situation, no matter high or no matter low. Yeah, and really what that does is it brings stability into our life. When we're secure in who we are in Christ, it puts us on stable ground and we're not searching. We're not always looking for some way to be complete or to feel whole. You know, I've learned Instagram is not gonna make me whole. Snapchat, Facebook, no no social media is gonna make me whole. Um, there's not gonna be a relationship that's gonna come complete me. There's not going to be a job or a certain amount of money that one day I'm going to wake up and it's going to be enough for me to be fulfilled in my life. And so really the secret to all of it is finding it in Jesus himself. And we've talked so much about just doing certain things to, to get that fulfillment. Like we're not finding it through social media relationships, but when we do, when we don't find our source of fulfillment through Christ, we start acting in, in ways that we probably shouldn't. You know, we start doing things, searching for that affirmation for, and for that fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, we, we had been talking about attention seeking behavior and, you know, something that I've realized is, you know, getting attention or wanting and desiring attention is not actually the problem. Yeah. The problem is actually finding that attention or getting that fulfillment from other people. And when we do that, we actually start to, we tend to start entering into manipulation and we'll start to create situations so that our needs are met. And really what that ends up doing is we end up using people and that's not what we were put on the earth for. We were here for them not to get things from them. Yeah. We, when we, when we act shallow like that, when we act in, in manipulation, it's just not right. And that's just not, not healthy at all. It's not a healthy friend. It's not a healthy relationship. You know, when we start seeking, seeking out for somebody to look at our Instagram story, your heart isn't okay in that. Like, like you can do all these things that, that might look like you're a stable person, but if you get to the motive of your heart, why you do what you do to find that attention, to find that fulfillment, like look at your heart. Why do you do what you do? Like, wh why are you posting that? We talk about it all the time. Like I know one, one thing specific with me is you can have your own opinion on this, but if I, I like tattoos, but if I was going to get a tattoo, it's like, why am I doing that? Am I getting that tattoo for to show off and, and to make somebody say a certain thing? Well, all that's, there's different opinions on that. My motive is the thing I'm questioning. Same thing with the picture I post on Instagram or a status I post on Facebook. Yeah, and you'll you'll see it all the time. You know, we we've been talking about social media a lot on this podcast, but I mean, it's a huge thing, and you're gonna notice it a lot. Like people will will post things, and you can tell it's yeah. deliberately for attention. Like, you know, not 
no fault finding at all, but like guys and girls, you know, we'll, we'll take a picture of something and this person that we're hanging out with or that we're kind of interested in and we're talking to, they might like slightly be in the background or they might like, you might just show a part of them or something to get people questioning. And then now not only you're getting attention from this person, but now you're getting attention from everybody else doing it and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? And like people our age, like yeah, post stuff and just for people to respond with the eye emoji. Like that's all we're looking for is for people to respond with that. And what really, what we were really talking about is like to check your heart in that, to check your motive in things. It's like, why are you posting that? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you going out of your way to go to this place with this person? Or why are you doing this? Why are you doing what you're doing? What's your motive behind it? In every area, why are you doing what you're doing? And that's a hard question. And I think it's an important question to ask yourself because it really brings you into self-awareness of like, why am I doing this? What is the reason? Is it really out of a pure motive of love? And, and I'm, am I really secure or am I really seeking something out? Am I trying to still find something that should already be established in my relationship with God? Yeah. And we, I mean, we've talked about that a lot and it's, it's almost funny to us now because we've talked about it like so much and we see we see it in our own lives we're not we're not fault finding of other people we do see it in other people but really what we're doing the reason it's funny when we see other people do it is because we've seen it in ourselves we've done it before we've done it that's why it's funny like there's so many things that we've done like that so many things and it what's what what the goal is is to get to a place where you're able to see that behavior to see those certain things that you do and because you're secure in your fulfillment and in your relationship with God, you can not do those things and be okay. You don't have to post when you're hanging out with that person so other people see. You don't have to post that picture that's kind of revealing to get attention from other people. You know, even with ministry stuff, when you're out doing things in ministry, you know, asking yourself, why am I posting this? You know, is it because I want to encourage people and I want them to see the power of God at work or am I doing it because I want people to look at me and think I'm something, you know, it's, it's asking yourself the hard question. And then whenever you do that, you can really find out your true motive behind things. Yeah. Your motive is important. And if you're not fulfilled in love, fulfilled in your relationship with Christ and with God, you'll start doing those things. I know one thing that I've had to do is I've had an opportunity to go speak at some places here in the last year and things. And as I'm preparing, preparing for that message or preparing to go speak at those places, I've had to establish in my heart and ask myself that question. Am I going to speak here so that people see me and tell me good job and tell me, oh, you're doing so well. Oh, you're this so that I'm fulfilled by their affirmation. Or am I in the place where I know that God's got a message for me to give these people. I'm okay if they don't even say amen. I'm not there for their affirmation. I'm there to, to do what God's called me to do, whether it goes well, or whether it goes poor. Yeah. And you know, it's important to ask the hard question because sometimes we don't even want to ask it because we're afraid of the answer. Sometimes we don't want to ask ourselves, am I doing this for me? Because we'll find out we really are and we, we know what it is. And so, you know, that's why it's important to ask yourself that. And, you know, if you do identify, Hey, you know, I really am doing this for me or to find something or to get something out of it. There's no fault finding it in that. It's just an opportunity for you to correct it. It's an opportunity for you to change your focus or change your, you know, where you're drawing satisfaction from. And the cool thing is that once we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that 
tells us who we are. And the cool thing is that he actually shows us those things. He'll show you that motive in your heart. He'll convict you of righteousness and say, hey, this isn't who you are. This, this is who you are. And so you'll see those small motives in your heart. And it's not to put you down and say, oh, I'm not this. No, but it's an opportunity to repent. And all that means is just to change your mind, change your focus and say, oh, God, I thank you that I do see that, but that I'm not going to put my motive in the wrong place. I'm not going to do those things anymore. I see who you've made me to be. Thank you for checking me, Holy Spirit. Yeah. And even in God's correcting, like you said, he's going to convict you of righteousness. So he's never going to come bash you over the head. He's going to come and he's going to remind you who you are. And he's going to say, you know, that's not who you are. You don't have to do that. You don't have to find your fulfillment in these things. And you know, for myself personally, I was in high school and I had never gotten in trouble at all. My whole life grew up as a, you know, perfect student, never got in trouble at school, never got in trouble with my parents, anything. But, you know, I got involved with the wrong group of friends and I started trying to find acceptance and fulfillment in the people around me. And I tried to find, you know, when this group accepted me, I felt good about myself and this group accepted me, I felt good. And I found myself changing who I was to get accepted by different people. But, you know, when I was trying to, you know, get that acceptance, I made some wrong decisions in my life. And, you know, it actually led me to a place where I found myself in a jail cell one night. And I remember being in there and just really questioning God, like what, what happened? How did I get here? You know, and I felt like a total failure and a total, you know, mess and a wreck. And I remember in that moment, I was really expecting God to come and just tell me how big of a failure I was. And he actually came and he said, son, I want you to know you made a bad decision, but you're not a bad person. And I want you to know that you're greater than this mistake and that I have a plan for you and a purpose for you. And I love you and I care about you. And so what he did, is he came in and he encouraged me and he established me in the truth about who I really was. And he told me the truth about who I was in him. And what that did is it allowed me to move past the failure that I was currently experiencing and allowed me to step into the future that he had for me. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. This almost gets back to always talking about the love of the father and how he sees us and then the grace that empowers us to actually live it. And, and it's so cool because like we've talked about before in different podcasts and stuff, God's not mad at us. He's not mad at us. He swore he'll never be angry with us again. So if you do have wrong motives or if you do do something wrong, God's not bashing you over the head. Like Josh said, he was establishing his identity in that moment, telling him who he was, showing him, hey, you don't have to look for affirmation or acceptance from all these other people. You don't have to look to this circumstance or situation or how many points you score, how many likes you get, what your significant other says about you that day to be okay. You can be okay because I love you and you're my child. And I think there's so many examples in scripture that tell us that. But one of the big ones that we talk about all the time is the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman, and she has this encounter with Jesus. And you know what she's doing every day is she's actually going to this well and she's drawing what she needs. And so Jesus encounters her and he says, you know, if you understood who I was, if you understood the gift of God that was in front of you, you would ask me for a drink and you would never thirst again. And, you know, she actually, Jesus in this encounter, he pointed out to her that she had been with five different men. And, you know, what that reveals is that 
this woman, she actually was finding her fulfillment in different guys. She was finding her fulfillment and the attention, attention from these different men. And so what I believe happened is she would go to one man and she would, he would give her attention. He would make her feel good. And then eventually she would realize it wasn't enough. And so what would she do? She'd move on to the next one and it wasn't enough. She'd have to keep going back to the well of these men, just like, you know, that symbol was of her going to the well to get water for the day. She was having to go to the well of men to get the attention for the day for her to make it and to feel okay. And when one well would dry up, she'd have to go to another because the well, it, there was always a limited supply there. Yeah. And so Jesus actually told her in that place when she was drawn from the well, he said, he said this, and it's, it's John chapter four. He said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. And then he said this, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I give will become a well of water springing up within him for eternal life. Yeah. And so what Jesus was saying in that moment was the thirst is real. The thirst is real. The thirst is real. And so he's saying that he said, listen, if you're going to go try to find fulfillment and the way people think about you and the way people respond to you or what they say about you, he said, that's never going to be enough. You're going to have to keep going back to the well and you're never going to be satisfied. But if you'll drink from what I think about you, if you'll drink from what I say about you, then you're never going to have to go back. You'll actually be so satisfied that you're going to become a fountain that gives out to other people. Yeah. So fulfilled in Christ, so fulfilled that we don't need to look any other place. There's nothing that, nothing that could ever fulfill us. There's only one thing in life that can fill you and that's Christ. And so we want to encourage you this week, you know, maybe you have found uh, fulfillment and affirmation or look to other things or other people or your job or your, your sports performance, your relationship, your Instagram likes, your Facebook following. You've looked to those other things to complete you. And even though you might know, yeah, it's, I'm completing Christ. You might know that you need to find your identity in Christ. We want to encourage you this week, make those decisions to see yourself completely fulfilled, make a decision to actually see yourself as okay. No matter what happens in your life, you know, establish that in your heart that no matter what happens, happens today, I'm okay because I'm fulfilled in Christ. Nobody, nobody has to treat me right for me to be okay. I don't have to get this affirmation to be okay. I'm okay because I'm completely fulfilled in him. And we believe that as you do these things, as you start seeing yourself fulfilled in him, you'll be able to conquer every situation in life because you're okay no matter what. You are completely fulfilled in Christ. Thanks for tuning in to the Gregorich Ministries podcast this week. Um, if you enjoyed this message, please share it with your friends and your family. Also, be sure to check out our articles that we put out every week and follow us on all social media at Gregorich Ministries.